0: Welcome to the Think Holistic Podcast by Indie Holistic Hub, a show designed to help you on your wellness journey. When you think holistic, you live holistic. Find out more at IndieHolisticHub.com. Now, here's your host, Jennifer Seffrin. Hello. It's a great day to think
1: holistic. And I am super grateful to have Richard Brendan on the show today to inspire just that. I am super fortunate to have had some meaningful moments with Richard through my years with Indie Holistic Hub. One of those was last year, as our keynote speaker of our annual event will be Invest. And the wonderful news is we're gearing up for our seventh annual. Holistic Hub Wellbeing Fest. It is sponsored by Health and Wellness of Carmel. And I hope you might join us. It's a beautiful day. We will be downtown on Sunday, November 13th at the gorgeous Biltwell Event Center, downtown Indianapolis. So without further ado, I would love to uh, introduce everyone to Richard Brendan. Richard, through his keynotes, workshops, coaching, and media. He is recognized as an expert on human relations and an influential speaker on personal and social transformation. He is known and loved for his visionary creativity, fiery passion, and heartfelt communication skills, which I know you'll feel today. In a big nutshell, he loves bringing love into action. So, Richard, thank you dearly for being here with
0: me. Jen, I am so honored to be part of your first podcast. I remember when you launched and birthed Indie Holistic Hub. I watched it through the years grow and develop and reach so many people. Like you said, I was part of the summit last year. Can't say enough about the summit. That was huge last year. It's going to even be bigger this year. But now you've got your podcast. So this is exciting for me, and I'm excited for you.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am as well. I had a vision for this, and now it's coming into fruition. So thank you. And thank you for all that you've done in our community, here for our local community and the world around. Um, You've done so many things to inspire people around uh, well-being, conscious living, spirituality, you know, all kinds of topics. Um, why don't you share a little bit with everyone what your your purpose and passion is through the work that you do?
0: Uh, well, thank you. The, the common thread, I think, through everything that I've done in the city, and I've probably like you, I've always had a passion to want to make a difference in people's lives to want to see the earth improve to want to see people start loving one another and so i've always had a passion for social justice um the environment things like that but um having also been a life purpose coach i would define my purpose as inspiring hearts and minds or to inspire the fire that burns within people because everybody has that fire it might feel like a, a a slow low ember for some, like you, it's a full roar. You know what it is, and baby, you're doing it. You're getting it out there. But that's my heart's desire, is to inspire people, to awaken that, to have a greater sense of life and love and even service, because life is short, and life is precious, it's fragile, and so we need to make the most of it. Amen. I feel myself emotional with you
1: saying that. It's it's true. I say... I. Look forward to seeing what I get to see while I'm on this earth through these efforts, you know. And I think this is why community is so important. It takes all of us to um, have that connection and the bond, so that we can keep our fire lit. And yes. um, we all have our moments. And so to be able to have the place to go um, to be refueled, I think is very important. And that's why I wanted to do this think holistic podcast is to
0: keep inspiring people on their paths. Um, Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and also the joy we share is you're using media to do that, besides the speaking, the workshops, things that you've done in the past. And I'm bringing that up because when you, when people get in touch with their purpose and then they start blending that passion with also creativity. One of the things we trademarked when I had Journey Spire Nonprofit was the term social change artist, because I was always into social change, but I didn't always like to use the term activist. A lot of people get turned off by that. And then I thought, what about artists in their own unique way, doing their own thing, because that's what you've been doing with Indie Holistic Hub. And I thought about that because this morning, my coffee cup, which I have with me with coffee, is arts with a purpose. Kathy Morris's organization, I'm proud to be a board member of that, but I remember back in the day when Kathy, everyone loves her here in Indianapolis, is such a fine musician, she had a vision for not-for-profit, for for bringing other artists together, and providing them, like, for free, because funding is coming in, and so I saw that come to fruition, but um, I think that is so needed, because we're all just walking each other home. So supporting one another, which is what the hub is about, but also using that spark of creativity as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So many um, ways that we fuel ourselves and fuel the creativity and our vision. And I think artists is the perfect way to frame that up because they can look so many different ways. Yeah. You have interviewed and you just completed your, your radio show that had a long run. You have. Interviewed so, so, so many people on that who are the artists who are creating meaningful change in our world. Um right. share with us maybe one of your two favorite uh yeah. people that you had the privilege of interviewing as you had your uh, radio show.
0: Well, I thank you. I'd be happy to. As a matter of fact, I ended the show a couple months ago after 20 years and three months being on WICR. And then of course also on the internet. So it was a long time. Um, I never thought I would end it because I loved it so much. But one day I just knew, you know how that happens. You're just not even thinking about it. It's like, oh, it's time to launch this or, oh, it's time to end that. But I was thinking about when I was closing the last few shows, Like one of the people that was such a thrill for me because then I had a chance to meet her when she came to Butler University. She asked me to come backstage to meet her, was the great Maya Angelou. I was so nervous about that interview and that was probably maybe the 15th or 16th year, so I've interviewed a lot of people up until then, but she was one of my all-time favorites because she was a real deal and you could tell it in her voice. When I met her in person, She reminded me of two questions I asked her, and that blew me away, talking about somebody who's so present, because she's always busy and probably doing a lot of interviews. But that really impressed me. But just her take on love, because we talked a lot about love, really melted my heart. Uh, My very first interview, though, I guess will always be special. A lot of people don't know who he is, unless you're into um, eating well and things like that, was John Robbins. John Robbins was instrumental in my life. Uh, with a book he had wrote and had published. I think PBS did a special on it, uh, Diet for a New America. He probably single-handedly created more vegetarians and vegans than anyone else in the world. Now he and Ocean, when I brought Ocean to Indianapolis, his son, they have a thing called the food revolution, which is really cool. But John had been on eventually, I think three different times, but that was the very first interview I did uh, 2002 in April on WICR. So those are the two that just stand out to me immediately.
1: Congratulations. That's so awesome and amazing.
0: You're well, you are I will say sometimes it's funny when you do this and you'll run into this because the first year I had Don Miguel Ruiz on the show and he had a book come out called um, The Four Agreements. Well, he'd had a heart attack, a massive heart attack. So he was in recovery. So he agreed to come in as he was almost out of recovery. But I was so nervous because, oh my gosh, It's time to get released, and I'm just starting to do this thing. And he had a thick accent. And when he started talking, I had sweat pouring down. Now, remind me, thank God we had radio. We didn't have video. I couldn't hear a word he was saying. So I started praying, God, just help me calm down. Help me understand. And literally, within seconds, I could begin to understand what he was saying. And I'll always remember that because of that. So you never know when you do these kind of things
1: right oh so the ability <laughs> to go with the ebb and the flow and to provide yes. people grace when they're having to go with the ebb and the flow of what is yes, exactly. For
0: it. exactly
1: you have played many roles and continue to you are a life purpose coach you've done a hospice chaplain you're an author counseling Other things I'm sure I'm not mentioning, you've worn many hats. Um, What today, you completed the the radio show, what today continues to inspire you along your journey and, and where do you see yourself heading to next?
0: That's a great question. My answer would be to continue the thread of inspiring the fire that burns within you. I actually believe that's probably the only reason I'm still alive. Because of my hospice work, I've had a lot of patients, but maybe you too. I've also had some friends younger than me die. Maybe it was cancer, maybe it was a brain aneurysm, maybe it was a car wreck, but I live like all I have is today. And so I knew that however old I get to be, I will always wanna be able to do that. So the plan is um, probably end of winter, early spring. I'll finally retire from hospice. I'm still currently doing that. And I'll have my home studio, but I want to relaunch my speaking uh, keynotes, workshops, uh, and also maybe do some voiceover work that I'm intrigued by with a home studio, which I've never needed one because I just have always gone to the radio station. Um, then I can also take some teachings and things like that. So that's gonna be the, the final chapter of my life just devoting myself into all of that yeah but the same Mm. as
1: happy beautiful blessed threading and i'm so happy i get to thread along with you we all get to come together and create this beautiful tapestry and i think an important part of that you keep reminding me is the power of the present moment and the more we can be just precisely present with each other we can witness that tapestry just unfolding right here, right now. Absolutely. and have been seeing where it leads with great curiosity.
0: And Well, absolutely. Oh, so juicy. Well, isn't that what it's about? It's about awe and wonder. It's about words like rapture. I remember interviewing years ago, Leo Viscali, before he died, he said rapture was one of his favorite words. But I get that now. I mean, I don't really set goals. Probably like you, I have intentions. Then I put attention on the intentions. And then, as Wayne Dyer would say, in God's timing and God's way, or universe's timing, universe's way, it always happens. But it's embracing the mystery of it all. But I just love that. I love the thought of how can I use creativity? I love collaborating. As a matter of fact, getting back to the nonprofit I had and getting back to that coffee mug with Kathy Morris. Um, the first project we did under Journey's Fire, it wasn't even my idea. Well, the, the idea was that Kathy reached out and said, Hey, I'm listening to your radio show. I'd never met her before. And she said, I'd love to collaborate because Kathy's a collaborator. And I thought, what am I going to collaborate with Kathy Morris about? I'm not a singer, I don't really play an instrument. And then I thought about, well, what if we voiced? Because I was falling in love with Rumi poetry at the time. And I had happened to have Coleman Barks on the show, who's a top translator of to Rumi. And then I was lucky to find, because he's an eccentric and hard to find, um, uh, Daniel Ladinsky, who was a top translator of Afez. So I said, Kathy, what if we, you scored original music? I got a female voice. And if I can get the permission from these two authors, we will create an audio. C- so I became an executive producer of a CD with no background in music or anything, never saw that coming. And we called it Sacred Romance. And we had a local artist say, hey, let me sketch out something that'll be the cover, John Dumont. And he did. And that's how we got to this project together. That's how life has worked for me. I have no idea how some of the things that have happened have happened. So I try to get out of the way of myself, right? I know you talk a lot about that too. Just surrendering to that moment and just being open and staying open to the possibilities.
1: Completely, yes, I agree. Many, the things, the glorious things that have happened to me are not the things I wrote down on a piece of paper, like you said, (laughs) as a goal, or I think it should go this way or that way. It's the beautiful, synchronistic things that come together and the people that come together. And then all of a sudden, it's there. And it's uplifted and it's real for others to enjoy.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So part of the Think Holistic show is we really want to share tips for people on their holistic lifestyle journey. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you to share. I know you have some tips for us today. Share with us your first tip that you have for people to take away and to glean.
0: I will share these, and um, but I also want to say something I learned from both Leo and something Marianne Williamson shared, and both of them, in their own way, decades apart, said, you already know everything you need to know. The question is, why aren't you doing it? And that has stuck with me to this day, because what I'm going to share is not like, oh, my God, I've never heard of that before but I think they're key. And the first one is be kind to yourself. The reason I say that is I've had a lot of guests on the show that I had uh, on a variety of topics. And oftentimes after the interview's over, but we haven't hung up the phone, I would sneak in a last question and I would say, so-and-so, um, what do you really think is the number one need in this world? Now they might've talked like Julie Butter at Folly Hill on environment, or Michael Beckwith talking about all the great teachings that he's done. But every one of them said, loving ourselves. We don't love ourselves. And that blew me away. And I thought with all the teachings out there, with all the CDs, with all the podcasts, we're still not loving ourselves. And then it always takes me back to one of my all-time favorite books that everybody should have on their shelf, The Four Agreements, because it's such a simple and yet profound book about we make these agreements with ourselves somewhere along the line they're often unconscious and we're beating ourselves up all the time so the number one tip is start being kind to yourself as a matter of fact daniel wadenski we would work back and forth through email when we were working on that sacred romance project and i noticed in even one of his books on hefez poetry he had as part of the salutation instead of be well or warm regards he would say be kind to yourself love to all. And that stuck with me. So I started using that back when I had a large database, which I should have kept. <laughs> but I would say, be kind to yourself. And it was interesting because it was social workers or counselors who are on the databases say, hey, thanks for that reminder. So I would say to anyone watching us today, think about that. Are you really kind to yourself? What are you saying to yourself? And all of those, I don't know, 75,000 thoughts we think Consciously and unconsciously in a 24 hour period, what are those thoughts that we're thinking? Because we need to start changing that around. There's plenty of tools out there, and you'll have guests on for future podcasts that will also help with that. But the first tip is be kind to yourself, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, because when you're kind to yourself, you feel comfortable in your own skin. And I know what that's like because I often was not kind to myself. It's almost like, ah, uh,
1: yes
0: you don't really care anymore what people think because guess what they're not thinking about you they're thinking about themselves so be kind to yourself is tip number one yeah wow on first two?
1: It, and it's the you talk about the four agreements being you know being rather simple and this concept being rather simple and it takes our continual practice of these simple things we can really have a deeper understanding of the impact it has on our beingness and that affects everything around us in the world so i was just thinking when you were saying that gosh if for every put down or negative thing we say about ourselves we then go and do something to be kind to ourselves Mm -hmm. we'd be probably pretty busy people out in the world (laughs)
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Leo often joked in his talks, and people can look him up on YouTube. A lot of people younger people don't know who Leo buscalia was, but at one point he had six books all on the top 10 list on the New York Times bestseller. He was like the Wayne Dyer PBS years ago. But he used to say sometimes he'd have I love Leo days, where he would hug himself or buy himself a big piece of chocolate cake, and I thought. That sounds so goofy. I love it. So I'm starting to do some of those goofy things because it also helps you get you out of your comfort zone.
1: Yeah, totally. Oh, I love it. Okay, keep talking about be kind to yourself. And I know you've got a couple more tips.
0: So yeah, I do. The second second? This yeah, the second one is very important to me, um, and that is ask, "How shall I live knowing I will die?". Because what I found first, when I started working hospice, it was by accident I got into hospice, but I was smart enough through the years to pay attention to what the patients were teaching. Now, since then, we've had Buku books like Tuesdays with Maury, Tim McGraw won a Grammy for best song of the year, Live Like You're Dying. A lot of people are getting hip to that, but again, a lot of people still aren't living that way. I found that if you can meditate, even for just a minute, every morning on your own mortality, Or say to yourself playfully like I do before I leave the door, Richard, you could die today. Because it's true. We don't know. We don't know. When we do that, and the Buddhists have been teaching us for thousands of years, then the mind, the head knowledge of thoughts drops down to our heart, which I call illumination. From knowledge to illumination. And that's what starts making a change. So I started watching closely. And then, is is it okay if I share just a few quotes? Because I collect quotes. Abraham Maslow, a lot of people have heard of that name, Abraham Maslow. Um, But this is a true story. Shortly after the famous psychologist Abraham Maslow suffered a near-fatal heart attack, he wrote in a letter this. I found this absolutely cool. The confrontation with death and the reprieve from it makes everything look so precious, so sacred, so beautiful, that I feel more strongly than ever the impulse to love it, to embrace it, and to let myself be overwhelmed by it. My river has never looked so beautiful. Death and its ever-present possibility makes love, passionate love, more possible. But then, when I was reading The Untethered Soul, best-selling books been out for a long time now, Michael A. Singer says in that book, it's truly a great cosmic paradox that one of the best teachers, one of the best teachers in all of life turns out to be death no person or situation could ever teach you as much as death has to teach you learn to live as though you are facing death at all times and you'll become bolder and more open if you live fully you won't have any last wishes so i always say in my talks and say in the book right in the book love love calls you to make death your constant companion because the awareness of death helps you heal old wounds it helps you lead a fearless and authentic life And three refine your purpose in life I guess those are three points too but that's the second tip how shall I live knowing I I will die ask the question and then step away from it let it breathe a little bit and see what bubbles up
1: profound wow I'm imagining I love that you gave some tips on how to draw that into your day and I was just imagining even writing that question on a piece of paper, mm. posting it up right wherever you spend your morning moment or on the, on the uh, mirror as that reminder. And wow, beautiful. I love the quotes. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right. And so what's your third tip for oh, us third today?
0: Tip. Third tip. Yeah, well, the third tip comes from one of my favorite teachers, and that's Ram Das, who's passed away recently. Um, he was the one that said, we're all just walking each other home. I mean, that ought to be a bumper sticker on everyone's cars, because it reminds me, no matter who we are, no matter what tribe we are, color of skin, what have you, we're all just walking each other home. But he's the one that coined, be here now. I mean, think about that. That is so simple. But my God, that is so profound. If we could have that understanding of being here now. Now, very I'll try to make the story quick, but this is what happens when you lead crazy, busy lives. So if you're watching this right now, reexamine what you're doing because it will kill you. If not physically, it will kill your spirit. It will kill your soul. Back in 2010, I was doing good badly. I was still working hospice full time had a boatload of patients still doing the radio show. I had committed to bringing Michael Beckwith here. And we had to raise money for the Michael Beckwith thing. There was a lot going on. And I just kept pushing, pushing, pushing the whole instead of thriving, striving, striving, striving. Well, long story short, Come December, what does Richard do? Oh, he's getting ready to launch yet a new community thing with some people. I even had a board picked out. (laughs) i met one of the board board members' houses December 15th, 2010. And I come down with amnesia. Uh, Michael Atwood, a dear friend of mine who's been on several boards for me, he used to have a show called Across Indiana on WFYI. He said, all I know is you went to the bathroom, you led the meeting, your speech got a little faster. You came out. And you walked up to me, Richard, and you said, I don't know who I am or where I am. And your pupils were large. He rushed me to Community North Hospital. They diagnosed it a transient global amnesia. That's a catchphrase for basically saying stress caused you to shortchange your mind. I was out for about maybe 12, 13 hours in this bed. Happened to call a friend. I don't know how I did it. Just... And she called all all four of my kids. I remember waking up and they were all against the wall. Um, But again, making a longer story short, when I finally came around, kids have left. I felt like I had spiritual surgery on my brain. And two things happened. This is when my friend Jay was still with me before she left to take care of my dog. All of a sudden, I started laughing uncontrollably because I was thinking about a guest I had on I can't even think of his name now but at the time he was president of unity worldwide and he was doing consciousness and business stuff so a guy I really liked by the way he was a real deal but all of a sudden I thought about him and he was part of this trans transformational leadership group which was really big on the west coast Deepak and Marianne and Michael and all of them were a part of that well he was a part of that and I said well who made him a transformational leader What about that lady I saw in that nursing home last week that had the deepest blue eyes and she looked like a saint, but nobody was even recognizing her? What about her? And all of a sudden, I just started laughing and laughing how we take our spirituality so seriously when in any given given moment, everything we think that is serious could easily be a Saturday Night Live skit. I mean, what's really important? Jay left. I had calmed down. It was about 6 a.m. at Community North. I happened to have a room by myself. And that's when spirit spoke to me. Eight times now I've documented it. It's such a profound feeling. It's an energetic hit, but it feels like a voice. It's always a phrase. Then I get to download and spirit said, stop. It's time to stop. And even saying it now, I had tears rolling down my face because I was exhausted. And all of a sudden, what came to me was, Richard, stop planning, stop strategizing, stop, stop overworking, stop all these lists of things. I got released late in the morning. I went back to my house first, and I sat on my floor, read all these books. And two times this has happened. This is the second time. There was a book I kept staring at, and I was drawn to pull it out of the shelf. And I chuckled because it was a book that was a bestseller. I wanted to read it, tried to, didn't really get it, put it back on the shelf. I opened that book, I read it, and I finished it in a day, day and a half at most. It was called The Power of Now. Echo Tolle, question and answer, question and answer. And there was one particular question. I don't have it with me now, but it hit me hard. But that's when I started taking that seriously about calming the mind, really trying to be aware of The blue jay in my backyard that I saw that, by the way, left a feather for me, which Ah, is so excited about. I never would have been excited about that 10 years ago. It's like, I'm more excited about that than other things that I've done. So be here now. And there's plenty of meditation tools. I know you guys often talk about it in the hub and the various things you offer. But that's the third tip is just learn to be present because life goes by so fast. And it truly does.
1: Wink of an eye. Yeah. I, and I was saying earlier, you reminded me of being being powerfully present in the things you were saying. And I wasn't even thinking about we were foreshadowing one of your tips. And gosh, yeah, for those listening in to think about what's one or two things you can just put down for right now. Mm-hmm. And what a story, Richard, that you
0: have of landing in the hospital
1: and not even knowing who you are. Oh. Oh, yeah. well,
0: and actually, when, and, and Jim, when you think about it, um, we're more kind to ourselves when we start asking those deeper questions, how shall I live knowing that I will die? And by being kind to ourselves and asking those deeper questions, we will naturally be more slow in our thinking, in our walking, and we'll pay attention to more To the beauty and the miracles that are literally all around us if we're quiet enough and smart enough to see yes yeah
1: by doing those three things together they will fuel each other Yes. yes 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 oh so again for you listening in one be kind to yourself be super kind be extra extra double kind to yourself ask yourself each day How shall I live knowing that I will die? Mm -hmm. And thirdly, be here now. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Richard, for being here with me right now. And I'm thankful for those who are listening in with us, whether it's right here right now or they're listening to this, uh, this podcast months down the road. I know they're listening to it at the right time for them. Yeah, absolutely. So you are a quote person. You've already shown that to us today, Richard. I thought it would be lovely for you to share one of your favorite quotes with us before we sign off for the day.
0: Thank you, Jen. And you know what? This quote ties into everything we've talked about. And by the way, the author of this quote, John O'Donoghue, he passed away in his sleep just when his last book was getting published at age 53 of a brain aneurysm. Talking about you never know and he had just had a physical six months prior because a friend of mine was his agent his publicist at the time beth grossman here's the quote i would love to live like a river flows carried by the surprise of its own unfolding
1: the surprise i love the surprise thank you richard so much for being with me it's an honor and i'm super blessed to know you and to have you be part of my journey in this life
0: ah i am honored to call you my dear friend and it's been a joy to be on your podcast with you i'm excited for you girl
1: thank you and i invite everyone out there tuning in to follow richard at www.richardbrendan.net be holistic and be well
0: Thank you for listening to the Think Holistic podcast by Indie Holistic Hub, a show designed to help you on your wellness journey. When you think holistic, you live holistic. To find holistic professionals near you, go to IndieHolisticHub.com.